Hi, everyone. Welcome back to God's Word with Friends, a podcast from Gospel Center Missionary Church in South Bend, Indiana. We're glad that you've joined us. My name is John Reynas, and with me today, as normal, is Pastor Ben, Tara, Missy, and Pastor Jim. And of course, we are glad to have you listening. If you're on the go, thanks for tuning in. If you happen to have a minute to sit, you may want to open your Bible or Bible app to today's passage, which is Matthew chapter 5, verses 43 to 48. That's Matthew chapter 5, verses 43 to 48. And before we begin, let's pray together. Tara, would you open us in prayer, please? Yes, I would do that. Dear God, I thank you so much for this time together and the time that we have to dig into your word. Lord, I pray for um, anyone listening, God, that you would just bless their hearts through this time um, and through uh, their listening. But God, I pray that you would bless our conversation and lead it in the direction that you want it to go. We thank you, God, for all you've blessed us with. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. So Matthew chapter 5, beginning in verse 43. You have heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be sons of your Father in heaven. He causes his son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. If you love those who love you, what, what reward will you get? Are not even the tax collectors doing that? And if you greet only your brothers, what are you doing more than others? Do not even pagans do that? Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. Today, God encourages us all, and really more than encourages, he commands us all to love our enemies. Love our enemies. So, to get us started on this, uh, my question is this. Have you ever been in a fight? I'm sure the ladies, uh, they might refrain from telling a story or admitting it, and maybe they never have been in a fight, but have you ever been in a fight? I haven't. Um, I was a wrestler, and I had lots of guy friends growing up, and we wrestled, but never like a dropped-out, knockout, fist fight or anything like that. When I was growing up in my pre-Christian years, it was quite normal for me to get in a fight. In fact, sometimes we would go out, uh, a bunch of guys would go out in the evening uh, on a Friday night, Saturday night, and just go looking for fights. We want to get in fights, and we would... We would get in fights. And like throwing fortunately, chili dogs at <laughs> Notre Dame students. Yeah, you'll get in fights. That's another story. Let's not go there. Uh, but uh, I, uh, but I, the th- thing is, I didn't lose many of those fights. And so uh, I survived them, but I used to get in fights all the time. Jim, were you in Fight Club? No, no, don't talk about it. The, the other one. <laughs> the... Uh, I remember one time, it wasn't the best day in my life, and I don't remember what happened in eighth grade, but have you ever just had a bad day? And I think in junior high, um, emotions go high and low, and there's a lot there. And I just remember lunchtime didn't go well, like my friend was sitting with me, and we were eating lunch, and I don't remember, but I remember him being on my nerves and being upset at him and arguing with him. And by the time we got to lunch, uh, to recess after lunch, one of the kids was out on the basketball court. I don't even think he meant to do this, but he chucked the basketball across the the parking lot and basketball hoops where we played, and he landed up hitting me. And I just snapped. I I ran up to him, and I pinned him. He was sixth grader, and I was an eighth grader. I pinned him up on the wall, and I just punched him as hard as I could in the stomach. And um, his mom was a teacher, so... 
Uh, that that didn't report, go well for you. That report <laughs> went very quickly. Um, I've, I wonder if my parents, they listen to this podcast. I wonder if, uh, if my mom will remember me getting in trouble for that. And I got a spanking from the principal for that. Um, but yeah, that I, no real particular reason. I just remember being, I think, emotionally off that day. And, uh, but that's one of the, I, I remember one other time, uh, fighting with a friend over, a, uh, he, he thought I was out and I thought I was safe. We were playing baseball and we were, sh- we shoved each other and didn't talk all winter long once. Those are the, the two, only two fights I can think of. But, um, have you ever been in a fight? Maybe we'll, we'll protect the ladies' reputations and keep them untarnished because we're sure they've never been in a fight. I know some things about one of the ladies. <laughs> so you know that and no one else needs to, right? That's so, right. The, uh, but this passage tells us to love our enemies. And why do you think we're called to love our enemies? Because God loves them. Yeah, in fact, what's the picture we see here in the passage? What does God do for both the, the righteous and the unrighteous, the good and the wicked? The sun rises on the good and the evil, and he sends rain to the righteous and the unrighteous. Yeah, so any thoughts what might be, um, in the ancient world, uh, an enemy? When Jesus says this to them, like who would come to their minds possibly in the ancient world? Well, I mean, you know, you could think of the Samaritans, uh, for instance, you know, people who believe slightly different or had different practices than the Jews. And, um, you know, they would be, that would just be a very clear enemy who had different religious views than the Jews. Right. The Gentiles. Yep. The Romans. Yep. Tax collectors. Yeah. He kind of lays them out there. So my basic question for us today is, I, I can study the Bible and see the historical background of, okay, these are the people that argue with. I'm curious, does this still apply today? Do people, like we live in the day of, you know, everybody's supposed to love everybody and be kind to everybody. Do, uh, how, how does this speak to us today? Do we have enemies that we need to love? I think it very much applies to us today. I think um, a big thing, you know, you'll see on different social medias, constant arguing over um, different opinions. And I think uh, the enemy is always the person who doesn't agree with you. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> like that's that's a big thing right now. Uh, for me personally, I feel like I, you know, don't get super opinionated. I don't have enemies um, necessarily uh, that come to mind, but I don't like when somebody doesn't like me. You cannot like the same, uh, not have the same opinions as me, but if someone doesn't like me, I think it's human instinct for me to just not like them back just because. You know, I like, when I think of this and you think about like the realm of Facebook and, you know, whether we like to admit it or not, we are a very global culture now because you can see what's going on. I mean, we've, we've had church people say, well, I watched church from England today and from Australia. You know, like you can you can get online and you can see anything. And um, passages like this, like I, I like to really think about it in my direct sphere of influence. Like, who are the people that are around me that I would consider my enemies? Because you can always go online and find an enemy, uh, essentially a straw man. You know, like oh they're bad because they do the X, Y, and Z, but. 
you know, like who are the people that are in my direct sphere of contact that I would consider my enemy and how do I treat them? Because there will always be people on Facebook. There will always be other countries that we disagree with in, in much grander scale. But I, I don't know that Libya is all that concerned on where I disagree with them. <laughs> um, but my neighbor next door, who I might disagree with, that is something that I actually have power over. And my anger can actually make a difference for the good or for the evil in that. So. I think also many times we think of enemies are those who cut down or persecute Christians or think that we're really stupid the way things we believe. So um, instead of hating them, we are to love them and pray for them. Yeah, and you mentioned that, like people who hate Christians or persecuted Christians. um, As you've been talking, I've been thinking about like, who's the most personal? And I often think of who are the people that if I were to walk in one end of the aisle at Meyer at the grocery store and I saw them walk in the other end of the aisle, I'd think, time to go find a new aisle. Um, and the funniest, I mean, well, it's not funny. The saddest part about that is oftentimes it's, it's actually been other Christians. It's people who have hurt me. You know, people who uh, in, in certain cir- circumstances and situations, um, um, they've hurt me or, or they feel like I've hurt them and it would be easier to avoid them and to avoid that than to um, take those hard steps of loving them and praying for them and blessing them. And I don't know, I've always thought that a practical way, like who's the person I wouldn't want to meet at the grocery store and wouldn't want to run into? And that's probably the person that I need to love um, and to be gracious towards and um, to pour out God's grace on them. So and there's probably a lot more of those people than just an actual enemy, a person who I'm going to have a fight with. I think my personality probably leans somewhat like Tara's, where I, I hope I get along with lots of people and I want everybody to like me. Um, and it's really hard, those people, when you find out that for whatever reason, a relationship hasn't turned out well. So any other insights on the passage? Jesus says, love your enemies. Well, there, I was reading an article the other day, and um, it was an article about a church, and they didn't see, someone went to that church, and they were from the LBGQT, I'm not, I'm, I'm not messing that up to be disrespectful, I I generally don't know how the, that, that acronym fully goes, but um, it, it was a writer from that perspective, and the way that they saw the church was that the church hates them. And the reason the church hates them is because they don't in, endorse their lifestyle. And so I, I think about you know those people who are automatically disenfranchised from the Christian faith because of what we believe. And if we come across as hateful to them or as an enemy to them, they're, they're never going to have the positive regard because they won't see it in us. And so I, I think it's important to realize that we do stand on truth and that God wants us to always be true to what his Bible says. 
and, and what it says is to love those who will call you a bigot, who will call you a homophobe, who will, you know, tear you down without even knowing you because God wants you to shine that light into that person's life. And if, if you just make them an enemy, they won't see the light. Yeah, an example of that is Franklin Graham with Samaritan's Purse um, put up the hospitals in Central Park. And then um, some of the city council people wanted it down because they consider him a hate monger because of his beliefs. But he always has such a beautiful, loving testimony and doesn't let it get him down. I'd be tearing down my tents and going home, you know. Take down my tent and run. Yeah. I'm taking my ball and going home. <laughs> right. But the nice thing is we, um, we only need to love the people that God loves. We can hate everybody else. <laughs> and uh, when we recognize that God loves everybody, for God so loved the world and everybody in it, then we are required to love everybody, no matter how annoying they are to us. Why are you looking at me, Jim? <laughs> <laughs> Can't tear my eyes away. Well, this is probably a harder lesson than we realize, but today's lesson from God is this. Love your enemies. And so we challenge you today. Love your enemies. Thanks for listening. God bless.